0: Oh, it feels so good to be back in your ears. I have actually had a little break off podcasting. I did a lot of batch creating before I went on holiday. So that's why we had these amazing episodes with some of my ride or die clients. I absolutely love, but it feels so good to be back in the new year, refreshed and ready to freaking go. I'm so excited for 2024 because it is going to be such a big year of growth. I can already feel it. In 2023, I was actually navigating so much behind the scenes in terms of my own personal growth. And this is why I'm super excited to talk about today's episode because I myself used to play victim. I used to live in a victim mentality. I used to blame my external circumstances. I used to use my past failures of reasons why I couldn't move forward in the things that I wanted. I was riddled with blind spots and I didn't realize how much that was impacting me, not only with my nutrition and exercise, but also in my business and even in my personal life. And this is why I love learning more, more, more about mindset, because I can really see the power in really understanding why people are doing certain things and why people are not doing certain things. Because if we're able to change at an identity level in terms of how we're actually choosing to make decisions in our life, then we are going to be a much more powerful human and we're going to be able to achieve so much more in our life when we understand why we're choosing certain things. Because a big limitation for so many people and myself included, right? Like I used to be riddled with this stuff in terms of fear. Fear used to be one of my biggest drivers. I used to be so insecure, I used to have no confidence whatsoever, I was afraid of doing anything, I was afraid of going out in public and wearing an outfit, I was afraid of going to the gym and wearing a sports bra, I was afraid of eating too many calories, like literally every decision that I once was making in my life was based off fear. I had such a protective lens guiding me through my life which was impacting me so much and I didn't even realize it. I didn't realize it until it was brought into my awareness how much my life was actually driven by fear. And that's why I want to bring this podcast series to you is this blind spot series. Three episodes ago, we dove deep into perfectionism and how perfectionism is stopping so many people back from reaching their goals. And... This ties so nicely into the stuff that I personally have been working on behind the scenes in terms of working on my own perfectionism, working on what I'm going to speak to today, because this stuff has actually allowed me to move forward, not only with my personal life, my business, my nutrition and exercise, literally all areas of my life. Like The ripple effect of looking at this stuff is incredible. It is better relationships. It is more money made in business. It is better decision making. It's less overthinking, no longer sitting in bed at night and stressing about all these little different things, right? It's being able to make powerful decisions and stay true to who you are at exactly the same time. And that is why in today's episode, we are really going to be speaking about the next blind spot that I see so many people ultimately can play victim to. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode, uh, the blind spot number one, this episode is really a sequel to that. So if you haven't listened to that one, please, please, please go back and listen to it because otherwise this episode might not make sense, especially if you're new to this sort of stuff in terms of like understanding what a blind spot actually is, mindset sort of things. So it's really important that you guys go back and listen to that episode because otherwise you'd be like, what the fuck? This stuff doesn't make sense. Because in that specific episode, I'm actually explaining what blind spots are and why should even care about them and what happens to you in your life when you just ignore blind spots. When you believe that you don't have any blind spots or if you believe blind spots aren't holding you back in any way or shape or form in your life. And by the way, if that is you, I need you to stop and think about it for a second and reflect on that because everyone has blind spots. And it's going to be incredibly tough for you to achieve a balance between food freedom and body composition. So the thing with blind spots is that ultimately they're things that we are blind to, right? So it's really important that you get a tool, whether that's someone, a coach or a journaling practice where you have the right questions that helps you bring them into your awareness for you. Because until you have them in your awareness, good luck trying to change them. This is why I love the coaching element so much inside the Fit and Break Academy is because I'm helping my clients every single day uncover the blocks that are stopping them from being successful, right? It's this whole concept of, I know what I have to do, yet I can't follow through. I keep sabotaging. I keep doing this thing and I don't know why. Hello, That's a blind spot. And that is until you have awareness of the thing that's actually causing you to sabotage, don't expect to be able to just stop doing it, right? (laughs) It's this whole concept between being, you know, really strict and disciplined and trying to stick to something, but then four weeks in, you sabotage. Being strict and disciplined is not actually changing your behavior in a sustainable way. What that is doing is just creating more rules and restrictions in your life, which ultimately, eventually the body is going to repel. The body is going to be a rebel and being like, fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. And then all of a sudden, like you're back binge eating, right? So this is right. This stuff is really important is to really bring out the things that we are really not aware of so that we can take responsibility and change them. Like for an example, like now that you've listened to the perfectionism episode, now you understand how your perfectionism traits can cock block you from remaining consistent with your nutrition. Like how powerful is that, that you now know that this is again, it's just your perfectionism thinking. It doesn't necessarily mean it's true. It's that perfectionism pattern so that you know, you can clock it and being like, oh, this is just my perfectionist thinking. It's okay if I don't actually track my calories perfectly every single day that doesn't mean I'm not going to get results that just means that this was just a bloop and I'm just going to get back on track the next day instead of oh my god this is not perfect effort There's. well what's the point of tracking for the rest of the day you can see how this stuff can be so freaking powerful so what is today's topic what's today's blind spot that is holding so many people back is it's not the right time constantly telling yourself that it's not the right time to do something and we've all been here right and we're probably going to be here again sometime in the future it's this whole thing right you know you really want to do something yet that voice in your head is like no you can't do it because of x And these thoughts keep coming and popping up. And your mind creates all of these reasons why it's not the right time to do that thing. But here's the catch, right? Telling yourself that it's not the right time is a really convenient way for you to not get uncomfortable, to go outside your comfort zone and change what you're doing. It's safe you don't actually have to go out and do the scary thing that ironically can actually change your life. People are not willing to do what it takes to go outside their comfort zone because it's hard for the brain to change. Your ego, the part of your brain that is responsible to keep you safe, is always searching for danger and it perceives change as a threat. So what does it do? It comes up with really convenient ways of stopping you from taking action because it's perceiving that action as a threat, AKA telling yourself it's not the right time. Let's use going to a dance class as an example. There is a part of us that really freaking wants to go, she knows it's going to be really, really fun. It's gonna bring so much joy, pleasure, all of the things. But then there's that voice inside of our head that's like, oh, no, you can't go. (laughs) There's that voice in your head, a.k.a. your ego, that's like, oh, I'm so bad at dancing. People will judge me. A.k.a. fear of judgment, threat. I don't have anyone to go with. I don't want to dance with myself. A.k.a. fear of rejection, threat. I don't think I'm good enough at dancing to go, a.k.a. I'm not good enough at this skill yet. What's the point of trying? If I'm not good at something straight away, that means I'm a failure. Fear of failure, a.k.a. threat. So these are the stories that might come up. So then what do you say to yourself after these things? I don't want to go tonight. It's not the right time. I'll just go next week. And here's the crazy thing, right, is that these things are not going to kill us. They're not actually dangerous, but the brain perceives them, the ego perceives them, right, rejection, judgment, or fear of failure, that the brain perceives that as so dangerous that it makes up an excuse, aka it's not the right time not to go, to keep us safe which is so crazy because the part of us that is trying to keep us safe at the same time, it's cock blocking us from allowing us to have so much fun, pleasure and enjoyment in our life. And this was it for me. Like I didn't realize how much my ego was trying to keep me safe. But at the same time, it was cock blocking me from actually everything that I truly wanted in my life because of this fear because I was not able to have the courage. I was not able to have, take the responsibility and see how my ego was actually trying to keep me safe all the time. Because it's like, yes, it's trying to keep us safe, but again, it's robbing us of The success, the body that we want, the relationships that we desire, the raise in our job that we want. We can go on and on on how all of this stuff intertwines and it affects every element of our life. So how does this relate to nutrition and exercise? how many times have you cocked blocked yourself from working with a coach or joining a gym class or going to that pilates class because you used one of these protective mechanisms to keep you safe and you have just told yourself that it's not the right time but then how happy are you actually So what I want to explain is how you can figure out if this is a irrational fear response, if this is a protective mechanism from the ego that is actually not really protecting me from actual danger. What it's protecting me from is feeling like a failure or feeling like you are rejected. And then like in reality, we have to question that. It's like, well, are you actually a failure because you just don't know how to dance yet? Are you actually rejected because you're not going to the dance class with someone, right? And this is where we get to challenge this stuff and being like, well, is this ultimately true? Well, no, I am not a failure. Just because I haven't built the skill of dance yet doesn't mean anything about myself. All that means is this, I don't know how to dance. Instead of taking it personally and making everything mean something about ourselves, we have to learn how to stop taking shit personally. So what I want to do guys is I want to explain how to know if this is coming from a protective mechanism or if this is actually like a legitimate thing of a reason not to act because like at the same time is there is going to be legitimate reasons of why it actually isn't the right time. Like, let's be real. (laughs) But I want to help you guys be able to distinguish the difference between when it's actually not the right time versus when this is actually fear cock blocking me and when I actually just need to have the courage to choose differently and act. Because when I learned the difference between the two, my life drastically changed. I was no longer this afraid, insecure little girl that was like, you know, just trying to be perfect in every way and stop myself from ever being judged and stop myself from, you know, trying anything new because I was so afraid of looking bad at it, (laughs) which was ultimately robbing me with so much happiness and joy and fulfillment within my life. Because when you are aware, if it is actually not the right time or if it's actually your ego stopping you from having everything that you want, then you get to have the courage and have the balls to choose differently. To stop allowing the fear to dictate your choices every single day. So as we spoke about in the last episode, there's three distinct ways of how our ego plays this stuff out, right? How the ego will play these protective mechanisms out, and I want you to sit and reflect and see which ones resonate with you. And this is where I ask you to discern what's relevant and what's not to you because not you're not going to be doing everything, absolutely not, but I want you to be able to sit and listen and reflect when we like, holy shit, I'm doing that. Oh, my God, I'm doing that. And that is pulling out a blind spot for you guys. So now you know that that's your pattern so that you get to choose differently. So first of all, it's the whole playing victim to our external circumstances. A lot of the time we're blaming external circumstances to why we can't get the result. And when we start blaming our external circumstances, what we do is ultimately we give our power away. We're powerless because there's always something to blame. Let's use an example. So let's take the Christmas period, the holiday season, okay? And we can look at this as people utilize this as an external circumstance to avoid making positive changes with their nutrition and exercise. So think about it like this. Person A, I know I should be more mindful of my eating habits and focusing on healthier choices. But with Christmas around the corner, it's just not the right time to start. There is going to be so much food around. Festive meals, Christmas parties. And family gatherings with so much food, it's impossible, it's practically impossible to eat healthy during the holidays. I'll just wait to start in the new year, because new year, new me. So what is person A doing? They're utilising the holiday season as an external circumstance and a reason why it's not the right time to change. It's not the right time to be focusing on nutrition. Well, yes, it is true, while there is a lot more access to unhealthy foods during this holiday season, that doesn't mean using this as a reason to postpone healthy habits can lead to a continuous cycle of delay. Waiting until after the holidays may perpetuate a pattern of procrastination. So this is what people do. It becomes this all or nothing mentality. It ultimately can turn into a massive binge restrict cycle because what people do is utilizing that external circumstance of, oh, it's Christmas. Oh, it's the holiday season. Like F nutrition, F this time of year. So And with the new year around the corner, what a fantastic way to justify why I can eat, whatever the F I want during this time, because I'm just going to start again in the new year. But if you're doing this cycle now and you're telling yourself it's not the right time, then how are you ever going to trust yourself in any situation? Because then it gets to the new year and then it gets four weeks into your new diet and when shit gets hard... Then are you then going to make up another excuse to why you can't stick to something? And then are you going to create another excuse to why you can't follow through on the next thing? And then what happens? It becomes this ongoing cycle right, of never being able to trust yourself, never being able to follow through with anything and never able to see a sustainable result. So this is where you get to reflect in on your own life and being like, well, where have you been telling yourself it's not the right time because of X? And this gets to be a really amazing reflection point to you to then ask yourself to being like, well, if I'm doing it here, where else am I doing it? Right. Where else am I doing it in other areas of my life? I'm doing it with my nutrition. Am I doing it with my business? Am I doing it with my personal life? Am I doing it with my job? Like, where else is this playing out for you? And how cool is it now that you can realize it's like, well, if I'm telling myself it's not the right time because of an external circumstance, I now get to reflect on, is that legitimately and ultimately true? Is it actually not the right time? Or am I now just blaming my external circumstance to give me a reason to stay exactly as I am? Am I using an external circumstance to stop me from changing what I'm currently doing? To get uncomfortable, to get to act in a different way that the ego doesn't like? Because we have to say it, like it is freaking uncomfortable and it is hard. It absolutely is. But it's that difference between, well, do you actually want to be happy and fulfilled in your life or do you want to just doing the same shit over and over and over again? Because until you start clocking these patterns, basically using the external circumstances and telling yourself that it's not the right time, then all you're doing is setting yourself up for another all or nothing cycle if it's coming from that place of fear. So it's really, really important to clock. So moving on to the next example, the next way that these can play out is utilizing the past to predict the future. And this one is so big because I see it all the time, is people have had a failed diet and then they use that failed diet to then say, well, nothing has worked for me before, so therefore it's not the right time to act. It's not the right time to work on my nutrition and exercise. It's not the right time to invest in a coach because I'm so afraid of what happened before, I'm so afraid that that is going to happen again, so therefore I'm not gonna do anything. And this pattern is really important for people to understand is because when we utilize our past failures as our predictions of our success, then we are not going to get anywhere. Because while yes, the past did happen, but just because something happened in the past doesn't mean it's 100% going to happen in the future. Especially when you can develop the mindset of utilising these past failures as gold nuggets of lessons of learning how you fucked up so that next time you can actually use this past failure as lessons to act differently in the future. We can actually use our past failures as rapid growth. Or we can sit in a shame spiral and make it mean all the reasons why we're shit, that we're failing and that we need, you know, two weeks to process one little thing. The most successful people I see are the ones who are able to utilize their mistakes and their failures to then step up and learn from them and then choose differently next time. This is something myself I've adopted and it has exponentially helped me with my own personal growth. But not only that, it's my growth in the gym, it's my growth with my nutrition, it's the growth in my business, it's everywhere. So this is where you get to reflect on, it's like, where have you been utilizing these past negative experiences to dictate your future? Where has this been playing out in terms of you've been telling yourself that it's not the right time right now because you just went through a negative experience where you quote unquote failed? You just went through a dieting experience, you just worked with a coach where you quote unquote failed, right? And this is what you have to look at. It's like, well, instead of just deeming it as a failure, it's like, well, why didn't it work? What didn't work for me was it the food that they prescribed was it how much they just told you to be disciplined there was no mindset support like what was it about the experience that you now get to learn from and then utilize that to making your next experience of a success because the only way you're ever going to fail is if you give up if your last attempt was your last And then lastly, the third way that these can play out in terms of realizing that it's an ego response and it's yourself telling yourself that it's not the right time is the lens in which we view any situation. So in life, we can always view life in two different lenses. The first lens is the problem lens, always seeing a problem. And at the end of the day, what we have to realize is that we are programmed to see life through the problem lens. And what this looks like is I never stick to anything. I always end up self-sabotaging. I keep binge eating. Why me? This is so hard for me, right? Really seeing everything as a red hot problem versus the other lens that we can look at things is through the opportunity lens. And what this looks like is having those same problems, right? Not being able to stick to something, but then flipping that into an opportunity to being like, well, Why can't I stick to something? What are my challenges? What are my triggers? What do I need to learn right now in order for me to grow? What do I need to learn about myself in order to take responsibility to show up and act differently? And this is where we can compare the two and it's really important, right? Because person A, they feel deflated and they believe that they're incapable of maintaining a healthy diet in comparison to the opportunity frame where they acknowledge the challenge but reframe them as opportunities for self-improvement and personal growth, right? And if you're always looking through the problem frame of I can never stick to something, I continue to binge eat, I continue to do X, Y, and Z, then of course you're going to keep telling yourself that it's not the right time, right? Instead, of being able to flip it to that opportunity frame, to being like, "Well, I have to learn from these mistakes that I have made, it is the right time to act now. Can you see how the frame and how we view the world through what lens we're looking at can really dictate our results? So my loves, they are the three ways that you can really be reflecting in on your own life to see where fear is taking over when you're actually utilizing the it's not the right time to actually to stop you from taking action and pushing your edges and growing and evolving into the most amazing human that you truly desire to be so my loves thank you for being here i love you always and i will see you guys in the next episode The number one challenge that all my clients face before we start working together is a lack of clarity on how much and what to eat to lose weight. Often they are making two huge mistakes, constantly trying to skip meals or eat under 1600 calories. Secondly, only allowing themselves bad foods like chocolate on the weekend, but end up binging all to tell themselves they're gonna start again on Monday. If you feel like you have tried Every diet under the sun, and still can't figure out what to eat to achieve your weight loss goals. Take my free two minute quiz. You can find the link in the show notes down below, and it will help you figure out exactly what you're doing wrong with your nutrition and exercise, and exactly what to do to fix it so that you can finally be confident in your body and achieve your weight loss goals.